The Law of Gratitude Gratitude and love are interchangeable. When you get something that you love, that you're very grateful for it. So they're tied together. And the idea is to just be grateful for everything in your life. You're alive. You're grateful to be alive. And everything in your life is something that has um, come to you because you've thought of it, you've consciously aware of it in some way, shape, or form, and you love it. You love food. You love electricity. You love water. You pay these bills joyfully, and you're grateful to have what it brings you. This is part of also um, the law of opulence. The more grateful you are for something, the more opulent it becomes. It starts doubling itself, compounding. So it's about being grateful for everything. People are used to complaining about, oh, I got to pay my bills. No, you happily pay your bills. Money is a medium of exchange, and you love what that bill is bringing you. You love having car insurance. You love having your car. You love having the roof over your head. You, you know, you love having the cable. You love having the phone. You love it all. You love paying your bills, and you need to do that joyously. <laughs> it's being grateful for everything. I'm grateful I have that big oak tree to look at that's full of prosperity and abundance, and it reminds me that I am the tree, and the tree is me, that I'm alive just like that tree, and God in me makes everything alive, and I know I'm alive, and I know I'm loved, and I know I love it. I'm grateful to have it in my life. To see it. To be aware of it. And it starts multiplying. Because life for the oak tree and its prosperity and abundance is no different than life for you and your prosperity and abundance. God within you knows how to present prosperity and abundance to you, okay? <laughs> you have to only feel that you're one with God. And the easy way to do this is gratitude. Just start being grateful for everything. And this is the lesson in the story of Cain and Abel. So uh, when you're giving sacrifices to God, it's the thoughts that you're giving. And the thoughts that Abel gave is, oh, I'm going to give you the best. I'm going to give you the very best. And the thoughts that Cain gave was, really, do I really need to be thankful? Okay, here, thanks. <laughs> I had to work hard for this shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cain is the objective side. And Abel is the subjective side. And it's a very, this, this comes from the very earliest stories. And then it's, you know, Cain kills Abel. 
that's the same reiteration of, you know, and you go crawl on your belly like a, a reptile. <laughs> and it's basically the human imagination. Okay. Cain is objective man side of human imagination. And he tries to murder, you know, the subjective side, Abel, who goes, whose blood, life force goes down into the earth, which is, you know, God. And so then God can hear him crying. And so he's, where's your brother? Where, where's, where's, what's going on? You know, and discovers what he's done. And so Abel is the human imagination. And now it's um, the mark is that you are stuck in objective land. You know, and what you see as DNA is the mark. Each man has his own unique mark. Okay. But the mark is from God. It's God. Okay. It's good. It's your DNA. It's the blueprint. It's everything. So that's um, how you, you can look at it. That's how I look at it. It's uh, a twofold process. It happened in Adam. The divine love goes across on its belly like a reptile. And then as, you know, uh, Adam and Eve had children. And the children were the two sides of the human imagination. And one tries to destroy the other. The one who looks objectively at life is the one that is fighting everything. Is at war with everything. And so murdered uh, the good side because he's looking at it objectively and like it's a fight. And something you have to battle. And that is, you know, backward thinking. You have to love it away. And the battle is to understand it's not a battle. <laughs> it's only a battle in man. And that's because he's a man and he became aware. And he's just having to deal with all these things that come into his imagination. Because you're the word come to life. God gives you a thought. Okay. Look at this car. And then you start making a story about it. It's just a car. Okay. Oh, look at that. That's nice. Man, he must be a millionaire. Boy, look at that thing. I bet it drives like a dream. <laughs> Boy, I would love to have that. Wouldn't you love to have that? You know, and you make a story. All God did was present a car. Okay. And so it's, do you like this? You know? A lot of things just pass by in your consciousness. So anything that you respond to, you know, be aware you're responding, you know, and check it if you have to. Eh, I'm going to go sit down and think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's, you know, like, you know, tweaking your chain. It needs to be, um, you know what, nothing is worth it.
tweaking my chain. I'm just going to go sit down and think about this. Now, sometimes you're being given a message, especially through loved ones, especially at this time, because guess what? You're stuck with your loved ones. <laughs> and it's really a joy, really. I mean, you're getting all this extra time with your loved ones. And it's a great time to remember to be grateful to be alive because of what's going on in the outside world. And, um, you know, if you don't know you're playing Halloween, okay, it's that's fine. But you don't um, make fun of them being scared or saying you're being silly, you know, or anything like that. You, of course, tell everyone who does understand these things that, you know, or is even trying to understand these things, God is love. God is the virus. Okay. Let me explain what God is. <laughs> then, you know, if they want to hear it, they'll, they'll say, yeah, I'd like to know more. And if they don't, they'll just go, yeah, right. You know, which is what happened to Neville often. It happened to Dr. Murphy often. You know, it's just what happens. But, that just means they're not ready to wake up yet. That's okay. And um, you just move forward with raising them up. And that's to see them as better. That, uh, for example, the media, there's been this big, huge, you know, fake news, fake news. It's a perception. It's not fake. They believe it. It's just all an opinion. It has been divided and divided and divided and divided and gone down and down and down till it's just become millions of channels of opinions. It's, it's the flood. <laughs> and only your opinion, your perception matters. Because that's what kind of life you're going to have. That's what it's based on, your thoughts, your beliefs. That's what it's about. So gratitude is being grateful that you have something to eat, being grateful you have clothes to wear, being grateful that you can pay those bills so you have that phone and you have that house and you have all that. You're grateful to the government because it's re returning the love you gave it back to you in the form of money. It's doing the best it can. You see it as better. You know, and you just remember, there's no government without men. So believe in the best of men, okay? And you believe in the best, and it's all going to work out for the best. Because we're all the best, you know? And we all have courage, and we all speak the good word. And, you know, we're not about fear. We're not about doubt. No one thinks like that anymore. It's about the good word. It's about spreading the good word, spreading the good news. And that you see them all as having courage and filled with love. And that they're rising up. You know, and that everyone knows. Everyone's doing the best they can with what they have and know. And we're all working together to help everyone. If the healthcare workers are afraid of being overwhelmed, they have nothing to fear. Because we're rising up. You'll have plenty. And hopefully, you won't have to use any of it. 
So it's about things like that. And it's, you know, you're grateful for the virus. It got to, you know, it's bringing you your good in some way. It's like, you know, in the movie, The Secret of Santa Vittoria, and Rosa wants her husband to be respectable and honorable and, you know, someone she can look up to and, and respect. And then all day long, she spends her time saying, what a bum, what a drunk, you know, what a clown he is. He's a fool. And the Nazis and the fascists were all made to bring all of this about. And it, in the movie, it shows it perfectly. The moment she says, that's it, I don't care anymore, you know, screw him, screw this. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm thinking about me. I don't care about him anymore. You know, and that is the exact moment he's like suddenly confident he can go do what he needs to do. You know, so it, it there you go. You let go, and then all the Nazis and fascists and everything else that have all been playing their role all to come up to this point. It's the same thing. Just be, and, and at the end, she's grateful. She's grateful for them because they brought her her husband in her mind. It's the same thing. Be grateful for AT&T. They're your service provider at T-Mobile, whoever it is. You know, wish them the best. Be grateful for the government. They're doing their best for all. You know, we all come together to help each other. We kick this thing's ass and then we give to the rest of the world what we did to kick its ass. You know, share the love. You know, you don't just go willy-nilly running around like a chicken with its head cut off because China did this and look at them they're getting better but again look at the big picture you have to have good data there's no good data from them so too many holes in it so too many stories are being said over there so you have to make your own data you take the data from everybody else but they don't pertain to you they're just part of what could it's possible that it's part of the story, you know. Okay, how do we want our story to go? Flatline. <laughs> we want flatline. So it's about the good news, you know. And the good news is everybody has what they need. We're flatlining this thing. We're not going to do this. We're recovering and then we're getting sick again. No. You know, that's it. And I'm grateful for every doctor and for every nurse. I may not need them, but I know those who don't have enough faith do need them. And so I pray for them to rise up and to have courage and to know little things like subliminal messages work. Let's play a tape recording of, I am grateful to be alive. I feel great. I'm so grateful for my good health. You know, these kinds of things 
go into that subconscious mind while, while people are, you know, sleeping and while they're um, passed out, coma, whatever. And it can help those hospitalized patients, you know, and you just imagine them as better. And that's what you tell yourself. No, I don't believe in that. I believe in the best of men. I know they're better than that. I know they're spreading the good news. You know, and you're going to see changes. It's because of your gratitude and love. So gratitude is extremely important because it kicks in the law of opulence. And it becomes very, very opulent. You know, and a good reminder of it is, you know, like, you pro I know for me, I love to cook. I love to cook. I love my husband telling me how delicious it is. I love making deliciousness. Okay, and I love seeing other people smiling, feeling good, and eating what I cook. I put a lot of love in what I cook, and I always have. And, you know, that's a big joy for me. So, it's... You know, for me, I'm grateful to have my oven. I'm grateful to have my stove. I'm grateful to have my kitchen and every appliance because I love cooking. I love doing these podcasts. I'm grateful to have my computer. I love my computer. You know, I'm grateful to have this microphone. I'm grateful to have this camera because I love it all. You know, and when you go out and buy things judiciously, you're just getting a good deal for your money. I, you know, I want the best quality for the least money. Not because I'm hoarding my love. Because then I can spread my love around in other places. You, you want to spread the love. <laughs> so you want a good deal so you can spread more love. It's how you look at it. Don't be Cain. Be able. Be grateful. Give the best. You know, there'll be more. And this is just something that we have to learn it, because it's, it sounds, it's a paradox. You give what you love to others and then you get more of it. But objective man says, you know, take care of yourself first, which is a hoarding mentality because it's objective instead of subjective, which is, no, you, you give to others and then you get more, you know, because you're, and you're grateful. You're grateful. That's how you know you're going to get more, you know. I'm so grateful to the Whataburger people for being at Whataburger, you know, giving up tips. I love it. You know, you guys are the best. Thank you for being here. I love Whataburger. <laughs> so it, it's things like that. And, you know, when you look at it objectively, you worry about it. Am I going to have enough of this or that? Don't worry. There's plenty for all. And you will discover that if you just relax and start, you know, joyously paying your bills. Always being grateful for that company, that bill, that phone, that whatever provides you that. Just because people see life objectively, you, you don't malign them and you don't judge them. You raise them up. You were one of them. And it's time for you to rise up. You don't look at them as tinker toys and you don't look at them as robots doing your will. Because that's objective man talking. 
That's one who knows these laws and refuses to see the one. They're a Nephilim. Stay away from them. <laughs> They're not good news. Okay? And you have to understand these laws are the nature of your being. So when you do that, you're bowing to another in the most horrid fashion. You're denying the one. You know, and saying it's me. The role. And it's not the role. And so you're going to suffer. And you're going to suffer quite a bit. And not just this life. You know, it's going to be many lives. But that's, you know, you, you were led to these laws to learn something. And you, you didn't learn it. You defied it. You were shown it many times and you defied it. <clears throat> the Bible calls it the unforgivable sin. It's not unforgivable. No. You just have to keep suffering until you say uncle. Okay. That's all. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for being you.